Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Two-Footed Podcast is brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while keeping your data safe. So, as an example, if you are a UK expat and want access to BBC iPlayer to watch Match of the Day or ITV Hub or all four, but you get that message that says this content is not available in your location, a Liberty Shield VPN gets you around that block, allows you to watch whatever you want on those services while also keeping your data safe. And it goes further than that. It allows you to open up Netflix's entire library by just changing your IP address. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot with five-star ratings across the board. So go to libertyshield.com right now, use the code EPL25 and get either the hardware package or the software package. The hardware package is a router that you plug into your existing router and any item you want to change the IP address on, be it your phone or your television, you connect that to the new Liberty Shield router. All other items can remain connected to your existing router. There's also a software package, which is instantly downloadable to your device and you can get using straight away. Again, libertyshield.com, EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy, Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly, do remember to check out a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. That podcast is on this feed before every Premier League match week. And then the EPL Roundtable hosted by Kevin DeVries on its own EPL Roundtable feed. So just search EPL Roundtable in your podcast device. And that's out after every match week. Now... On with the show.
What's good, boys and girls? Two for the podcast. Today is Monday, the 29th of January. Hope you're all well. We're almost through the first month of the year, which means we've basically got four weeks of winter left. And then we're out the other side. The evenings will start getting longer. The days will start getting brighter and a bit warmer. Not bad. Not bad. We have survived another winter up here on the side of a mountain. Right, folks, we had FA Cup at the weekend. And comically, I got so many of these predictions wrong, which in fairness, we all knew I was going to. Um, Obviously, Bournemouth-Swansea was the Thursday night. On the Friday, we had four games and all of them were dreadful. All of them were really boring. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday won. Coventry City won. Victor Torp with his first goal for Coventry. Gassama with a late equaliser for Sheffield Wednesday. Those two sides will play a replay on Tuesday, tomorrow, at 7.45 at the... Is it the Coventry Building Society Arena now? It used to be the Rico Arena. Um, Either way, it's in Coventry. Uh, Moving on. Chelsea nil, Aston Villa nil. Another dull game. Villa had a goal disallowed. Not a whole lot of anything else happened. They will play a replay on Wednesday at 8pm from Villa Park. Bristol City nil, Nottingham Forest nil. Another snooze fest. Only two shots on target in that whole game. They will play a replay Wednesday, quarter to eight at the City ground. And finally, Tottenham nil, Manchester City won a dreadful game. Uh, Nathan Aki scores a late winner to give City a very deserved win. Spurs were awful. Awful. One shot in the entire game at home. Really, really disappointing from Spurs. City go through. City the only team to win from our four Thursday night, uh, Friday night games. On Saturday, we got a huge upset as Maidstone went to Ipswich and won. Lamar Reynolds opened the scoring just before half time. Jeremy Sarmiento equalized on 56. Sam Korn got the winner for Maidstone on 66. And Maidstone are through, which is massive for that club. Sheffield United 2, Brighton 5. This was a great game, to be fair. Uh, Buenanote scored on 14. João Pedro made it 2 on 29 from the penalty spot. Gustavo Hammer pulled him back on 44. Then eight minutes into stoppage time, at the end of the first half, William Asula scored to make it 2-2. Second half, João Pedro penalty again on 52. João Pedro wraps up the hat-trick on 67. And then a late Danny Welbeck goal, making it 5-2, which isn't a fair reflection of the game. 4-2 would have been fairer. 4-3 maybe even. This was a good game. Sheffield United gave as good as they got. Uh, Leeds won, Plymouth won. Jaden Anthony opened the scoring for Leeds. Adam Randall equalised for Plymouth. Those sides will play at home park in a replay on the on Tuesday night at 7.45. Uh, Leicester City 3, Birmingham 0. Jamie Vardy, Jamie Varney, Eunice Akun and Dennis Pryat with the goals there. Everton 1, Luton Town 2. 
Michaelenko scores an own goal on 39. Jack Harrison equalizes on 55. Collie Woodrow with a 96th minute winner, sending Everton out of the cup and Luton through to the fifth round. Fulham nil, Newcastle two. Sean Longstaff and Dan Byrne with the goals in that one. Good win for the tune, which they badly need. Eddie Howe needs them to do well in the FA Cup. I think he ideally needs them to win the FA Cup to hold on to his job. Uh, West Brom nil, Wolverhampton Wanderers two in the Black Country Derby. Pedro Neto on 38 minutes and Matthias Cunha on 78. Good game of football. A little bit of trouble in the crowd. Hopefully nothing that ended up being too serious. Uh, That was yesterday, obviously. Also yesterday... We had Watford won, Southampton won. Matthias Martins, I did say he was one to watch. He scored on five minutes. Stuart Armstrong scored on 89 to send that one to a replay, which will be played at St. Mary's on Tuesday. That is a 7.45 kickoff. Liverpool 5, Norwich City 2. Curtis Jones put Liverpool 1 up. Ben Gibson equalised. Nunes made it 2-1, Jota made it 3, Van Dijk made it 4, Borja Sands pulls one back on 69, great goal, to be fair, uh, but Ryan Gravenberg scores on 95 minutes, and 5-2 was a fair reflection of that game. Liverpool very comfortable, very dominant in that one. Newport County 2, <coughs> Manchester United 4. So United go 2-0 up through Bruno Fernandes and Kobe Manu. Then Bryn Morris and Will Evans equalise, and it is 2-2. United let a two-goal lead slip against a team who are mid-table in League 2. This is arguably United's best 11. You've got Bayinder in goal. I mean, Onana's garbage, so who knows who their best goalkeeper is. Maybe Guy was right. Maybe it is Tom Heaton. Delo, Varane, the Gnome, and Luke Shaw. That's their best defence. Menu and Casemiro's arguably their best central midfield pairing. I mean, Anthony's awful, but Anthony was signed by this manager for 75 million. Anthony, Fernandez, and Garnacho. Now, Rashford would be in that, in my opinion. Rashford called in sick, was pictured in nightclubs in Belfast on Wednesday and Thursday, and apparently by the weekend was sick. Eric Ten Hag said it's an internal matter. I doubt we've heard the last of that one. And Rasmus Hoysland played up front. That is, it's it's 10 of their best 11. Rashford in for Anthony, Garnacho and Rashford switch wings. That's their best 11. He had them all available. And yet they let a two-goal lead slip against Newport County. Not only that, they they allowed 17 shots in the game seven of which were on target, while only having 22 shots with nine on target themselves. Now, they did obviously go on to win the game, Anthony scoring on 68 minutes, and then Rasmus Hoysland with his only shot of the game, an absolute stinker of a performance from him on 94 minutes. Uh, Twatman Dave trying to twerk for that. Uh, Four out of ten at best performance, including a bonus point for the goal. United were dreadful, genuinely dreadful. There is no fight in that team other than the couple of young lads. 
there are a bunch of players that do not want to play for that club anymore or or at the very least do not want to play for that manager anymore. But United are through into the fifth round. So like I said, we have our five replays. Three tomorrow, two Wednesday. Southampton, Watford, Coventry, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth and Leeds, they're tomorrow. And then Forest, Bristol and Villa, Chelsea on Wednesday. Um, well not, not, I'm an idiot. It's not this Wednesday. It's next Wednesday, next Tuesday and Wednesday. It's the 6th and 7th. You'll have to excuse me. I've had a senior moment. It's the 6th and 7th, not, not this week. Um, the draw for the fifth round was made. We know we have Blackburn and Wrexham tonight. That's the final game of the fourth round. The winner of that will host Newcastle. The winner of Chelsea and Villa, or Villa and Chelsea, will host the winner of Plymouth and Leeds. Bournemouth will host Leicester City. Liverpool will host the winner of Southampton or Watford. The winner of Nottingham Forest or Bristol will host Manchester United. Wolves will host Brighton. The winner of Coventry and Sheffield United, sorry, Sheffield Wednesday, will host Maidstone. Poor Maidstone. You get to the fifth round as a non-league club, not even just a non-league club. Like It's not even like they're in the National League. They're a level below that. They're in the sixth tier of English football. You'd be hoping for a Premier League draw. Now, look, Sheffield Wednesday are a big club. Coventry are a big club. But they'll have been hoping for Chelsea or Villa, Toon, Liverpool or United. They're the, the clubs they would have liked to have played. But you never know. They might they might get through here. They just beat Ipswich, who are considerably better than Sheffield Wednesday and better than Coventry at the moment. Um, so they might still find their way into a quarterfinal draw. Um, and then Luton play host to Manchester City. That's the final one. Those games take place the 27th, 28th and 29th of February. So there's a good gap between the fourth round and the fifth round. Obviously, some clubs do have to play those replays on the sixth and seventh. Uh, your top scorer in this competition is now João Pedro with five goals. Kyle Wooten, Kyle Wooten of Stockport County has four and then there's a bunch of players with uh, three, including William Asula of Sheffield United, uh, Sammy Smoddix of Blackburn Rovers, Shane McLaughlin of Newport County, uh, Billy Bowden of Oxford, Chris McGuire and Paul McCallum, both of Eastleigh, Lauren Talage of Aldershot, Jamie Reed of Stevenage, Sam Corn of Maidstone, Yon uh, Dai Boverson of Bolton and Ryan Bowman of Shrewsbury. Oh, and Jack Jack Barham of Aldershot, just to name them all. I think I've named them all, did I? Josh Stokes of Aldershot, did I say him? Josh Stokes. And Ali Alhamadi of Wimbledon, did I mention them? If not, there they go. They've all been mentioned now. Right, so that's where we stand for the FA Cup after round four. All in all, a bit of a disappointing round. I thought um, we got it. At least we got a giant killing, a pretty significant one as well with Maidstone advancing. Um, but otherwise, it it kind of went 
kind of just, it was like, I mean, the game on Thursday was a hammering, an uncompetitive hammering. Game was over at halftime. All four Friday games were very dull. The Saturday games, you get the giant killing in the early game. You get you do get that good Sheffield United Brighton game in the three PM. Um, I haven't watched Everton Luton yet, and I don't think I'm going to because, I mean, it's Everton and it's Luton. Um, Fulham Tomb was a bit of a damp squib. I haven't seen Leicester, Birmingham. Not even seen highlights of. Oh, I've only seen highlights of Leeds Plymouth. It doesn't look like it was a great game. Uh, watched West Brom Wolves. Obviously watched Liverpool Norwich and watched Newport against United. The only one I haven't seen from yesterday is the Watford Southampton game, which by all accounts wasn't great. I would say arguably we had two good games, the the Black Country Derby and Sheffield United versus Brighton. The Liverpool Norwich game was fun if you're a Liverpool fan, but it was like, or if you're just a neutral looking to watch goals, but it wasn't a great game of football. And Newport against United was was fun because it was Newport. But United were awful. I'm hoping for a good game tonight, Blackburn against Wrexham, but I don't have I don't have high hopes, I must say. Uh right, we'll take a break there. We'll come back. We'll talk AFCON. We'll talk a little bit of Asian Cup. See you soon. Right, welcome back. So uh we are into the knockout stage of both international tournaments and we've already had four of the AFCON round of 16 games two more taking place today but thus far Angola have beaten Namibia 3-0 and Nigeria beat Cameroon 2-0 two goals there from Adamola Luckman in a pretty big shock considering how they got on in the group stage Guinea beat Equatorial Guinea 1-0. Late, late, late goal in that one. And then in another big shock, the Democratic Republic of Congo knocked out Egypt. That game ended 1-1, went to penalties, and Democratic Republic of Congo go through 8-7 on penalties. Um, Abu Gabal missing when Mbassi stepped up and put the Congolese through to the next round. Um, Taking place today, Cape Verde against Mauritania. That game is at half-time and is nil-nil. And then I think one of the glamour ties of the competition, Senegal versus Ivory Coast is an 8pm kickoff, and you would fancy Senegal to get through there. Uh, from there, then tomorrow we will have Mali versus Burkina, Burkina Faso at 5 p.m. and Morocco versus South Africa at 8 p.m. Two of the quarterfinals are obviously now set. It will be Nigeria against Angola. Based on how Angola are playing, that that should be a good one. And then Democratic Republic of Congo versus Guinea also set. Competition shaping up very, very nicely. And we've looked at the bracket before. And if Nigeria win, which is match 
Nigeria Angola, that's match 45. They would play the winner of match 48, which, if I'm not mistaken, is Congo versus Guinea. So the Senegal, the Senegal Morocco potential matchup might actually be a semi final rather than the final, which I initially thought it would be, but it looks like that will be a semi final. Uh, Nigeria Angola will will play the winner of Democratic Republic uh, or Guinea in the uh, the semi. So uh, yeah, in the semi. So there we go into the Asian Cup, and again, games being played. We've had three of our round of 16 games to completion. We're in the final minute of the fourth as we speak. Uh, So Australia beat Indonesia 4-0. Tajikistan beat the United Arab Emirates on penalties after 1-1 draw. So that's a big upset. Uh, Jordan beat Iraq 3-2. That's also an upset. And that game sounds like it was absolutely mental at the end. So, nil-nil, coming up on halftime, Al-Namat puts Jordan 1-1 up, 1-0 up, just before the break. Natik equalizes for Iraq on 68 minutes. Amin Hussein scores on 76 minutes to make it 2-1 Iraq. A minute later, he's sent off. The game stays 2-1 to Iraq into the 95th minute when Yasin Al-Arab puts Jordan level. A minute later, Hamza Al-Dardar is sent off for Jordan. And then a minute later, Nazar Al-Rashtin scores the winner and Jordan are through. Madness. Madness. Um, Right now, Qatar are beating Palestine 2-1. Palestine actually went ahead in that game, scoring through Daba on 37 minutes. Qatar equalized in stoppage time at the end of the first half and then went ahead with an early second half penalty. Um, Palestine now trying to find an equalizer, but time is very much running out for them. Uh, Tomorrow, we have Uzbekistan against Thailand. And then the big one, Saudi Arabia versus South Korea. That's a 4 p.m. UK kickoff. Uh, And then on Wednesday, we get Bahrain against Japan and Iran against Syria. Tajikistan versus Jordan is the one quarterfinal match that we know is set. And... Everything else is up in the air. Australia will play the winner of Saudi Arabia, South Korea. So that's really, really tough. Like they're two of the four or five best teams in the tournament. Whoever wins has to face another of the four or five best teams in the tournament. Um, But then they would get a favorable semifinal. Their draws more straightforward than the... African one. Um, Iran, Syria. I fancy Iran, but Iran versus Japan then in a semi-final. 
like Iran versus Japan and Australia versus South Korea, Saudi Arabia would have probably made better spectacles as semifinals to give us the four strongest teams. But the way it's worked out is, is actually a lot more fun. And, you know, we could get Qatar versus Uzbekistan. And then the winner of that potentially gets the winner of Japan, Iran. I think this is great. I love mental international football. The World Cup has gotten boring. The Euros has gotten boring and predictable. But the AFCON and the Asian Cup, just there's more fun to be had. A bit more crack to be had with these boys. And uh, it's a lot more unpredictable. Genuinely is. Um, Yeah. Quarterfinals of the AFCON are Friday. So we get games tomorrow. Then there's a two-day gap. And then there's quarterfinals on Friday, Saturday. Then there's a three-day gap. And the semifinals are on Wednesday the 7th. With the Asian Cup, with games tomorrow and Wednesday. No games Thursday. Then we do have games Friday, Saturday. But their semifinals are done differently. Rather than both semis being on the same day, they're doing one on a Tuesday, one on a Wednesday, which I'm not sure if I like it. I think it's it kind of gives a bit of an unfair advantage to one team who plays the day earlier and gets an extra day's rest. But it is what it is. Right, another break. Back after this. Right, welcome back. So, uh, lots happening over the weekend. Thomas Tuchel apparently leaving Bayern Munich at the end of the season. Xavi to leave Barcelona at the end of the season. Uh, Mikel Arteta was then linked to the Barcelona job and quite clearly an agent leak to an outlet in Spain hinted at him considering leaving Arsenal. He has since come out and said, there's no truth to it, there's no sources. Uh, Quite clear where it came from most likely a ploy to get himself a new contract at Arsenal. Wouldn't imagine he'd be on the Barcelona shortlist at this point. I think Luis Enrique, possibly going back there, is likely. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Marcus Rashford pulled a sickie, haven't been out of the piss, which is just kind of funny. Um what else has taken place? Uh, looks like Brentford are going to sign Antonio Nusa, who seemed to be set for a move to Spurs, but looks like Brentford have jumped the queue. Uh, Nottingham Forest have tried to sign Sam Johnston on loan with an option to buy from Crystal Palace, and Palace have said no. Um, Middlesbrough have rejected a third bid from Aston Villa for Morgan Rogers. Lots of stuff about um, AFCON on the BBC website if you want to check that out. There's also a really good piece on the Wrexham against Arsenal game that I talked about on Friday uh, with Mickey Thomas scoring the winner. So I would recommend going to the BBC website. The piece is called uh, How Wrexham Ripped Up the Script Long Before Their Hollywood Era, written by uh, Chris Wathen. Really, really good piece. So do check that one out. Uh, on to the gossip we go. And we've got a couple of days worth to get through, much of which, of course, will be utter, utter nonsense. 
Um, but sure, it's fun to go through anyway and uh, and see what sort of amusing tall tales journalists are letting us believe. Uh, Brighton, Aaron Talks, signed Kieran and Jewsbury Hall. We knew that one. Leicester won thirty million for Jewsbury Hall. Tottenham are preparing a late bid worth eighty million pounds to sign Connor Gallagher. That might be the biggest lie we'll ever get. Uh, Aurelio Di Laurinaitis has said that Victor Osman would leave, will leave Napoli at the end of the season. And according to the Manchester Evening News, that could pave the way for a move to United. Osman and Hoysland will be horrible together. Um, but you know, crack on. Uh, Maurizio Pochettino has made Osman his number one transfer target. Jose Mourinho will not become the next manager of Napoli, despite being linked with the job. I don't think we can rule anything out with Jose. Monaco have inquired with Arsenal about a loan deal for Fabio Vieira. That might be a worthwhile move for everybody. Uh, Bayern Munich have agreed a deal for Sasha Bui. I think that one's now done. Coventry City are to reject any offers for Callum O'Hare. Amid interest from Burnley, Southampton and Leicester. He's got six months left in his contract. You need to do something. Uh, Lee Carsley has turned down an offer to take charge of the Republic of Ireland in the hopes of emerging as a candidate to succeed Gareth Southgate. I don't know if that's true. I genuinely don't. No clue if he's been offered that job. Um, Real Madrid boss, former Real Madrid boss and player, Zinedine Zidane, has turned down the chance to become Algeria manager. Not surprising. Liverpool have no successor lined up to replace Jurgen Klopp. I'd imagine they have three or four candidates, but the process will be underway. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen boss Xabi Alonso, Brighton's Roberto De Zerbi, and Ange Postacoglu are among the candidates to step in for Klopp. I wouldn't imagine Postacoglu is, a, is an option. Uh, Klopp's departure could see... Virgil van Dijk, Mohamed Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold also leave Liverpool. Uh, no, it couldn't. Uh, Manchester United and Liverpool are interested in Genk's 19-year-old Moroccan attacking midfielder Bilal El Knas. Nottingham Forest are set to lose Divock Origi with AC Milan set to cut short his loan spell. He has been a disaster, so there's no, there's no loss on Forest there. West Ham have been told they must pay £17 million for Ghanaian Ford Ibrahim Osman. He's very, very gifted, but West Ham seemingly pushing back on the price. Who knows? I think David Ornstein did say he thought that deal had stalled. West Ham are in negotiations with Real Betis over a deal to sell Pablo Fornals. Maybe that's a way of funding. Um, apparently him and ben, ben Rama could both be going. Uh, to fund new incomings. West Ham might be up against FFP just a little bit or more, more the profit and sustainability rules. Uh, Chelsea are interested in signing Michael Elise, but the 22-year-old prefers a move to Manchester United. I doubt it, but we'll see. Liverpool will face a fight to land their top managerial targets with Xabi Alonso attracting interest from Bayern and Roberto De Zerbi on Manchester United's shortlist. No manager in the world would pick Manchester United over Liverpool at this point. None. Not one single manager would pick Manchester United over Liverpool at this point. Bayer Leverkusen are confident Alonso will stay at the club this summer. 
despite interest from Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, he could. He probably should stay another year, but we'll see. Uh, Burnley have made a 10.2 million move for Maxi Mesteve. That's fine. Barcelona are interested in Roberto De Zerbi. That one could be very interesting. Could be very, very interesting. Everton are considering a move for Saeed Benrama. I just don't think they'll loan him. I think they'd sell him, but I don't think they'd loan him. Nottingham Forest, West Ham and Fulham are all considering a late move for Trevor Chalaba. Brentford, Feyenoord and Leeds are interested in Connor Roberts. Would definitely make sense for Brentford. Leeds have no reason to buy to bring in a, a new right back, do they? I suppose they did let Ailing go on loan. They might need him in in on loan as cover for six months, maybe. Uh, Leon are interested in Pierre Emil Hoisberg and Arnaud Denjuma. Jose Mourinho has been in discussions with another Saudi club. Uh, I just don't think he'll go there at this point. Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he'll just take the money and go, but I doubt it. I really do doubt it. Chelsea have rejected an offer from an unnamed Premier League rival for Armando Brogia. I believe it's Wolves that have made the offer. Um, Leicester have made an offer to sign Stefano Sensi. I thought that one was near done. Uh, Al-Shabaab remain interested in Miguel Almiron. Nottingham Forest are working on a deal to sign Peter Galaxy. Scraping the barrel there. Uh, Hull are close to signing... Abdul Qadir Umur from Trabzonsport. He's super talented. He's 24 now. He's missed his window to become the player he should be, but he's like a poor man's Bernardo Silva in a lot of ways. Uh, Leeds have made an approach to sign Ben Godfrey on loan. I think that'd be a good move for everybody. Uh, Swansea are closing in on the signing of 27-year-old Brazilian winger Ronald. Okay. Uh, Mikel Arteta is on a three-man shortlist to replace Xavi at Barcelona, along with Jurgen Klopp and Julian Nagelsmann. Jurgen Klopp is not taking that job, and the other two, that's horrible. You, you can do better, Barca, but I, I, it's Jared Romero, so he can be hit and miss. Arteta's considering stepping down. No, he's not. Uh, Hansi Flick is also being considered by Barcelona. That one could make sense, but does the style of play fit? Will Barca fans be open to a style of play that isn't the Barcelona way. They weren't really before, you know? Like, they've had good managers go there and just the fans didn't like them at all because they didn't play the Barca way. PSG are confident of signing Bruno Gomeris this summer. Confident. PSG and Newcastle are also interested Are interested in Rafael Leao. Newcastle have no money. If they sold Gomeris, they could afford Leao. If you had Isak and Leao as two of your front three, that'd be... That'd be pretty scary for everybody else, to be fair. Um, Noosa to Brentford. Hoysberg has rejected Leon, apparently. Luton are in talks with St. Truden over a deal for Daiki Hashawika. Don't I just don't know who he is. Um, Liverpool are considering a move for Richard Hughes, the technical director of Bournemouth. I doubt it. That's come from DiMarzio, so it's probably garbage. Uh, AC Milan have approached Arsenal for Jakob Kiebor. That's been reported for about two months that they've approached him and nothing's ever come of it. David De Gea is in talks to sign with Al-Shabaab. Al-Shabaab just seemed to be the go-to when teams want, when outlets want to link a player to a random Saudi club. Uh, Lille's 24-year-old Jonathan David has emerged as a transfer tag for Chelsea. I think he'd fit well there. 
Bayer Leverkusen are eyeing a late move for Jean-Philippe Mateta. I doubt it. I would doubt it, to be honest. Fulham are expected to make a second bid for Armando Brogia. It would be a loan with an obligation to buy. They've already made one offer of that that type with an obligation of about $25 million, but it was too low for Chelsea, apparently. Uh, Aston Villa have made a third bid. We've been through that. Everton are interested in Leon's 22-year-old Irish centre-back, Jacob Bryan. Cardiff, Blackburn and Leeds are interested in taking Nat Phillips on loan. The championship be good for him. Greece boss Gus Poyet has emerged as a candidate for the Republic of Ireland job after Lee Carsley indicated that he didn't want to take the role. Okay, so that's fair. He has turned it down. Well, I don't know if he's been offered it, but he's he said no anyway. Sunderland are in talks with Arsenal over a deal for Charles Sego on loan. Chelsea must sell a player if they want to make any signings. Okay. Sunderland have rejected a 16 million pound, 16 million euro bid from a Italian club, reportedly Lazio for Jack Clark. And that is it. That's all we have for today, folks. So I'll see you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye bye. Podcast Network.